0: Everybody. This is Mr. Steele with the Representing DMV podcast. And I'm here today with my first guest. He's a genius, first of all, a musical genius kind of person. And he's one of my greatest friends ever at a CSP. So, in case you don't know who I'm talking about, is my boy Nini, aka Pluto Tobertusa. Yo, introduce yourself, my brother.
1: What's up, man? Uh, it's good to be here. Appreciate you having
0: me. Yeah, it's good to have you here. So, first question I want to ask. How did you get
1: into music, by the way? um, Honestly, credit to my grandmother. You know, she started me out playing the violin when I was five. Um, Just kind of kept going ever since. But, you know, along the way, I just picked up more and more stuff. So, I started... Uh, playing stuff like viola, piano, saxophone, everything was self-taught. And then eventually one day I realized, hey, you know, if I could do this all manually, like put me in front of a computer, let me see what I could do. So I kind of set up my own station for that and got me here. Man, that's nice, man.
0: Yo, like, let's talk about your new album nasa that's coming out in 24 so how did you come up with the name
1: nasa that's (laughs) um so honestly man i uh i used to have this friend group i was a part of and you know there was four of us so it was nehemiah amaria sonia and aiden And, you know, at first they were all joking around, talking about, you know, hey, let's put our names in the album. And I was like, you know, it's not a bad idea, you know, abbreviate it somehow. So I came up with NASA. But on the other hand of what I did was it would have been my first album ever. So I decided NASA, you know, take off like a rocket, you know putting me in the industry and so it's kind of corny but yeah, it's kind of what i decided to do and it's been going pretty good uh nasa however will not be my first album coming out oh really yep, yep.
0: well i think it's nice that that uh you gained your name from that type of perspective ever and to me, it's not corny. It's kind of like smart. Yeah, smart on the editing. Appreciate that. How did you
1: even get the name Pluto? I mean, <laughs> um, <laughs> honestly, ever since I was in Texas, and that was like the first half of my life, um, I realized, like, you know, hold on, hold on. My fault. Killed a bug. <laughs> um, but no, there was a school I went to, Timberwild, and we had some great teachers over there, uh, Timberwild Elementary. Um, and I know some of my friends, you know, they're always trashing on Pluto because, you know, what isn't technically a real planet anymore. And so I'm just like, you know what? I got to represent Pluto. Like, that's my favorite planet. Everybody throw a shade to it just because it got launched. Out of the solar system or something you know so it's kind of what got me into it but then uh as i grew up i realized like when i was becoming a producer and so i'm just like hey you know pluto the producer it sounds kind of nice you know let's let's roll with it for a little bit and you know here we are (laughs) man that's nice it's really good you try to present
0: a planet that hasn't been around for like so many years Yep. And putting it in your name, it's kind, of, it's like you're taking the memory with you. It's like you're honoring it through
1: yourself. Yep. Honestly, yeah. I tried. And, you know, that's the other thing. Throughout this whole, like, music process I've been doing, I've been kind of trying to represent every aspect of my life and, you know, the people that got me to where I am and the things that happened that got me to where I am. So with this first album coming out, you're going to hear a lot of that, like basically references to, you know, people in my past, present and, you know, events that's happened to me. So. Man. No, I
0: remember the, no, I don't think I remember the first thing i I met you though. It's like, it was like during COVID, it was, it's when I first got to like high school at, Chesapeake Science Point is like, I think I met you like uh, freshman year. I think freshman. What's the song? Yeah, no, that, no, it was freshman
1: year. Yeah, yeah that sounds about right. Because um, I think in your freshman year, that would have been my sophomore year. So we were just coming back to school, and you know, I haven't really talked to you because like I knew you were there in CSP, but you know, kids in my grade just tried to stick towards their own grade because they didn't really know anybody below them. But, you know, once we got back in school from COVID, you know, I think that's when all of us high schoolers really started connecting with each other more. And it's it's been a pretty rewarding decision, I'd say. Yeah, the one good thing that came out of COVID.
0: Yep. Kind of a simple way. And we only met each other do like
1: mutual friends so yeah I'm not gonna lie I, I think I struggled a little bit cuz the first time I saw your name on Instagram I think you followed me it it, it was it threw me off cuz I didn't know who Moyo was and I'm just like yo guys cuz I was hanging out with my friend group I was like guys who's who's Moyo like nobody could tell me and then you know eventually I found you and I was like oh that's Moyo okay he's he's dope he's dope
0: Man, man that's nice man <laughs> yeah and i think and, and we uh and because of you i think like our relationship started to get like closer and closer like it started increasing a little bit the more we knew each other i mean and we talked about music and our favorite things about it i mean I'm 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 telling my story. Uh, so the first time I got into music is kind of when I I was I was four years old. I was driving around in my car with my my brothers and my mom, and I heard this album coming out of a radio. It was it was Bobby Brown's Toby cool album. It kind of made me happy because he it was the first album that I actually listened to fast forwarding to years later in sixth grade when I first went to CSP listening to that album kind of bought me back and that's what got me to music and then as years go by I see I research for other producers such as Primo RZA, Tim, and I—I I decided myself. Maybe i, I want to do that. So, I have. So I took a liking to producing too, and I, kind of, were wrote my first song maybe like last year. I think yeah, it was last year. So, that's that's what makes me happy. Music. If if it had, if it hadn't like shown around even had, if I had discovered it, I I would not be here, because music kind of saved my life, because I was going down some situations at that time, I was, that, that type of time, it was dark to me, because I felt like everybody was against me, so music has been my first love, and Kind of been my only favorite for that time,
1: so. Honestly, Moyo, here's a reason why I think you're really brave is because, you know, most people, they'll just listen to music without a second thought, like, oh, it's just something to do, right? But you're like me and, you know, other people in the industry where, you know, music means something more to you. And so usually when people are going through things, like you said, Honestly, I I understand that because, you know, recently depression has been, you know, it's been hell for, I think, both of us, you know, but we turn to music and I think it's our way of expressing ourselves better than just talking to somebody about it. But, you know, we both do the writing down, you know, open our notebooks, write down some lyrics. You know, eventually we're going to put those on a mic, but I think that the fact that you're willing to take what you're going through and put it into words, it's kind of like you don't see too many people doing that these days because what they do is they resort to some sort of physical exertion or, you know, they do something to get their mind off of it, but... I think lyricism does stem from, you know, people's issues that they've had in life. So you're you're going to go a long way with it. Man, that's not awesome. let's, let's talk about music, though, in like the current state
0: of music, starting with hip hop. What you think about the
1: current state of hip hop these days? Honestly, um I'm a little bit disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's definitely been a great evolution since you know 80s 90s 2000s um you know there's been a lot of significant changes to the industry but you know i think we all have to remember like you know who did what first because When it comes to things like lyricism and, you know, wordplay and all that matching the flow, actually, you know, not too many people these days are doing any of that. Like anybody could get a pencil and some paper, write down lyrics and then, you know, just start going off on a mic and be like, oh, I'm the next big thing. But I think it takes a lot more than that. Because some of these people doing that these days, they'll sit down writing for, you know, days just to put out, you know, something that's not really all that great. Whereas back then, you had people like Tupac, Biggie, Wayne, you know, all these big names. And they were actually speaking about something. And, you know, even people like T.I., you know, they were speaking about something, but it's changed today to the point where it's just a bunch of young people just throwing out three curse words every sentence. So it's just like, OK, uh, what's the story here? You know? Yeah. It, it, and it's all about that. Now, Hugh, let's go down to the to the
0: latest, though, because it even worse is everybody is loving it, starting with. Let's start with Ice Spice and Sexy Red because... Because...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, Honestly, I I have to be honest. I don't like either. But if we're going to compare the two, I will say that Ice Spice has done more than Sexy Red, obviously. But first off, Ice Spice has been doing it a little bit longer than Sexy Red. But also, you know like it's I don't know how to describe it. Cause I wouldn't call Ice Spice a one-hit wonder. She's had a few good songs that even I'll admit kinda, you know, get people going. But sexy red first I remember she the first time I ever heard about her, and this was uh this was while I was on call with one of my friends over the summer and I get a notification from beeper and you know, that's the music app where I get all my new releases from like the second they come out and I see an elite chopper, right? Slept me out remix. And I'm thinking, Oh, wait a minute. Did he get some big name on this to remix the song? And I see the name sexy red and I'm just like, who the hell is that? And so I open YouTube, I watch the video and I'm just like, man she ruined this song <laughs> you know and it's it's just from there i don't think that i've liked any of her work but i spice you know she's done things with i think like little tj and you know other people in the, in new york cuz you know that's where she's from so she got to represent but yeah she just when It comes to skill, I guess we could call it. Ice Spice definitely does have sexy red beat. I mean, yes, she does, but here's the problem that I have with the both of them is
0: on stage their performance look like all they do is like step, like rap right on the stage, just working and whatever. And it's the same with their music videos, they do like the same damn thing. I remember there was a time music videos were like based outside the box, like starting with Busta Rhymes, Missy, Elliot, Kanye, then then Tyler. I mean, Tyler is the current one to actually like make music videos outside of of the box, You you know what I'm saying?
1: Yep. And honestly, you know, I'm so glad you said that because there are some female artists now, I promise you, the only reason they get their, I guess, fans the way they do is because of how they go up on stage and perform. Because if it was, you know, anybody else trying to do that, like, I promise you some people, they're not even there for the lyrics. They're just see- they're just seeing the person, you know? And obviously I don't mean like everybody goes to a concert just to focus on the lyrics, but I mean like when you have certain people going up on stage, like you said, just a torque, like, all right, that's going to bring some sort of attention, you know, given the type of day and age we're in right now. So obviously it's not a surprise that, you know, I spice and sexy red and all that have their fan base right now, but it's just, I don't see too much skill coming off of their songs that they're putting out. That is true.
0: But Let's, like, dig for a second. Okay. So, yeah, so hip-hop is not, like, kind of hitting me like it's supposed to. I mean, that's why I listen to, like, old hip-hop, like, 90s one, like, because 90s is, like, the golden age for hip-hop. Like, I listen to people, like, De La
1: Soul, tropical Quest, Shoot. Pac, Biggie. If you want to, if you want a the- real head banger, go ahead and listen to Fifty Cent in the club. Like that's just the start of it, you know. Yes, Fifty Cent. Get rich or die trying. Like, honestly, and I feel like you know, <laughs> whenever I have kids, I'm not even gonna introduce them to like 2020 type of music and beyond. I'm gonna start with. The '90s and 2000s, because that's that's where the real music was. Nowadays, it's just like, what are we doing? You know. See,
0: somebody, man, somebody agrees with me. It's because, okay. Now let's start with Drake. Then.
1: Oh God! Oh God! Uh Okay, sorry. Continue. It's just uh, on this podcast. Oh, I was hoping to touch this subject because Drake, you, you know what? Continue, Moyo. Go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. You go ahead. Uh, what you you got to uh, say about Drake anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen. Uh, This is not targeted, but, you know, at school, there has been an ongoing debate about who's better, Lil Wayne versus Drake. And I'm not even going to speak on that right now, but what I want people to understand is Drake, to me and a lot of other people that, you know, started listening to his music when I did, he sounds the same in almost every song. Like, his flow doesn't change, and he he's always talking about the same things, and yeah, his lyrics will switch up sometimes. But in the grand scheme of things, Drake, you know, he's not one of the best artists out there just because of, you know, skill. And, you know, a lot there I remember I forget who said this at school, but somebody went as far to say as Drake is better than Michael Jackson. And
0: now that is the now that is the dumbest thing that anybody has ever said. Honestly. Michael Jackson. And we can say, wait, wait, let's save it for like, uh, I'm gonna get to that in a minute after hip hop. But no, nobody, nobody in my presence will say that Drake is better than Michael ever.
1: I don't, I don't think there's too many artists out there that you could even say touch Michael Jackson. So, no, never, never. The fact never. that they thought Drake was one of them is kind of insane to me but you know i just moved past it i was just like nah the fact that you're saying this means you definitely don't know what you're getting into then because the thing i could talk to you about moyo is music right we both go back to the roots like we know our stuff and that's that's something else i appreciated about you when i met you like me and you we're the only ones that really know the facts about music and everybody else, they'll just argue just cause they want to argue. But if you're really thinking about it, who did what first? Who has better lyricism? Who is applying wordplay to every song they put out? You know, who can switch up the flow mid-track and still make it a hit? Right? Drake is definitely not one of those people.
0: No, at the at the two be- better rappers as- alongside for Drake. I mean, like, uh, on YouTube, they be talking about, like, a mound, Rushmore of hip-hop current days. Like, three, like, B people. Drake, Kendrick, and Cole. Kendrick and Cole are the two people that I listen to because they talk about their
1: experiences, you know?
0: You yeah, know, I... And
1: honestly, I don't even know why people compare Drake to Kendrick and J. Cole because what what was um Kendrick's latest album? It was um, something steppers. Yeah, Mr. Morales. Yeah. Mr. Morales. And so even in that album you saw nothing but Kendrick Lamar talking about his past experiences, right? Uh-huh. Applying it to what he does best, which is rapping. And even j cole you know off season was a big type of example where he was talking about his past bringing it back and you know turning it into some of the greatest songs out there i know Yeah. so i want to know when has drake ever done that never and because-
0: and j cole did change up his flow in in some of his albums i mean yeah. the first time no, my favorite album by him is like twenty fourteen Forest Hills drive, and his song apparently it made me emotional to my very. Va- every time I hear that beat, every time I hear the lyrics, it makes me emotional, right? Like, yeah, that's how I know. I mean, I I, I be I mean I don't want to cry, but I couldn't control
1: it, man. <laughs> and honestly, you know what? I- There's this artist, NF, and he is so good because what he does, and and he does not fail. Every time he puts out a song or an album, what he's doing is literally, like, Moyo, he's telling a story, you know? He's telling a story, and he makes it lyrical, and, you know, if you want to talk about switching the flow, it's there. If you want to talk about switching up, you know, everything mid-song is there. His lyricism and, you know, his wordplay, like I mentioned before, it's all there. But he's not even doing it to talk about current-day issues. He's talking about his past. He's talking about people he's lost. And he, I, I honestly still cannot find a better artist to do this than NF because... When he talks about his past, like, you could imagine what it felt like for him, right? Everybody, and and like, I know I just said Kendrick and J. Cole do a good job of, you know, going back to the past, but NF, that's really, like, he's telling you what hurt him, you know? He's telling you how he's moved through life, knowing that he's lost the people he's lost, and... I really appreciate like his taste in music and what he does because I promise you in the music industry if NF was not alive, there would be no great example of you know, how the past does not define us. I'm just saying. yeah, but he's so probably with the industry they would rather rely
0: on something that the kids will love instead of relying on something that we need in our lives. I mean for example on TikTok. They even even put in a TikTok chart for songs that have been used for dances and stuff. I mean they would rather focus on the twerking, the ass shaking, the the unprofessionalism than rather hear the the real stories, the current events that's happening and what's Killing us. I mean, the first time, the first time that people eat, that rappers even told the story is like between two people, like Big Big Daddy Kane, for example, and rock Kim. Those were the two first people that bought that wordplay and lyricism to the game, and expired generation to generation
1: to generation. That's what I think. Is that and, and going back to who we were talking about, Ice Spice and Sexy Red? Yes, none of their songs that I've heard talk about their past at all. Like, it's they're who do I want to compare them to now? <laughs> uh, we'll say Nicki Minaj, right? Or Cardi B, or Cardi B, like these two. I'm not going to say are as good as Kendrick or Cole or NF about, you know, going to their roots and making music because that's what they're talking about with their experiences. Like, they don't go on the track just to talk about their past. But I have heard songs where they did that. However, you know, Ice Spice and Sexy Red, as female artists, I think that they could learn a lot from Nicki Minaj and Cardi B because it's not all about ass shaking and whatever when they make music. Like they actually address issues too. But Ice Spice and Sexy Red it's just like they're new to the game, so I don't really think that they could, you know, speak too much about their past. Without it getting a little bit boring for fans now because of how they started in the music industry. Like everybody expects one thing from them now, and I feel like that's what they're gonna live up to. So,
0: yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that. Oh,
1: hold on a second.
0: Okay, I okay. bet. But here's the here's the worst thing. Even kids are like appealing to this. I mean, this one video that I saw by accident, it showed this one little girl twerking. Like for what reason this little girl twerking, like she was like ten or nine years old, I think. But it goes it goes to show how much ice spice and sexy red video influence other kids like and start with these other rappers like influencing gun violence and stealing and everything to other kids too which makes them like bad kids don't want to inspire they're like those kids look up to them and they're taking that example and putting it to real life
1: Honestly, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because an example of that uh NBA YoungBoy, you know, he used to be like this really aggressive rapper and you know, all he would talk about is murder and you know, all this other stuff, literally promoting kids and whatever else like if they felt like it, <coughs> excuse me. If they felt like it, They could just go out in the streets blaring his music and then, you know, shooting up blocks. And then he made a video and he was like, I want to apologize because, you know, my music has, you know, I forget what he said. He said my music has changed this generation or something like that. And basically, I don't want to be promoting this type of behavior anymore. And so that's when he really started seeing like a change in his music because He's just one of many artists that were promoting like violence and whatever but he changed his ways and so his fan base is still there but you know everybody's saying like oh we miss old young boy or whatever and you know even he's acknowledged like old young boy was not exactly the smart thing to do because having kids out there dying and whatever like because of stuff you said that's going to take a toll on you and i feel like it did for young boy but other artists out there too hopefully that's their wake up call like one day you know they realize that what they're saying is just is causing disruption in the streets you know yeah and it sickets
0: me to see how kids are dying because of that because of that example. So when I look into, when I look into like inspiring rappers, I look into DMX. DMX is one of my my favorite rappers. He talked about his pain, I mean, a few weeks ago, I listened to his debut and he he spoke about everything. About his pain, about his past. I mean, one of his thing. Fa- one of my favorite songs out there is "Look Through My Eyes."
1: I mean, yeah, that's a good one.
0: I mean, I mean that man. Like that man took that his energy and this lyricism. It took the place of Pac and Biggie after they died, and he pushed that example onto others and, ex- and inspired everybody in this industry and had that gruff, had that gruff, aggressive voice, man. Like,
1: yeah. And honestly, <clears throat> I was listening to a song by Lil Wayne a few months ago that came out and he sampled DMX, you know, and I know what you're talking about with the voice because, you know, <laughs> The sample he got was, you know, DMX was going, what? What? And he would just keep screaming that into the mic. And I was just like, oh, okay. But, you know, if you really look down into what DMX was saying in his songs, like, he wasn't all aggressive. He was actually talking about things that mattered, you know? And that's what's kind of sad now is that all the good artists are dying out because of, you know, either... They're getting too old or they're getting involved in some gang violence or OD something, you know? And, and that's what also sicks it, me.
0: The drugs in our yeah. industry. We nobody ever learns nothing about rappers dying from drug overdoses. We look into rappers like Juice World or Mac Miller or 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 others. I mean, they died from drug overdoses, and and here we are today. We're still doing those things, even though we took away our rappers, like our favorite rappers,
1: away. You no, know yeah. And it goes all the way back to people like Whitney Houston and Michael Jackson. You know, that's the same way they died. And yeah, it's, the same I thing. I felt like after Michael Jackson and Whitney died from overdose that should have been a wake-up call in itself, like, hey, something's wrong here, you know, the music industry is kind of messing with people who enter it, like, you know, I feel like it's kind of that stigma out there, that if you're in the music industry, and you're, like, one of these higher-paid people, and, you know, the reason why, the reason why, uh, Michael Jackson and Whitney Houston and I think even Elvis had uh, OD'd whether it was accidental or on purpose was because they loved their fans so much that they would always be going on tour with them but they couldn't stay awake because people don't realize how exhausting it is to go on tour. And so they wanted to make sure that their fans always had, you know, that person in their life performing wherever their fans were. And it's it's crazy how they were trying to do the right thing and stay, stay awake for their fans. And even that little fact that they were always exhausted is what took them out.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: That brings us
0: to our next topic, like, what you think about the state of (sighs) R&B?
1: Honestly, R&B, it's, I want to say it's kind of the same as, you know, back then, but also I'm seeing a good amount of changes too, and Honestly, R&B has always been my runner-up genre to hip-hop because it's just something about it that just, you know, takes you off your feet, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Starting with Brad Fayez, I mean, that voice of his, I mean, I just listened to his new mixtape, Larger Than Life. He, like, captures the essence of late 90s to two thousand R&B. And here's the best thing. He's from Maryland. A guy from Maryland who understands this stuff is kind of like, is genius, man.
1: Yeah, he he's a good one. And honestly, I can't really put out too many R&B artists that I listen to right now. But I know even if you go on Spotify and you look up, you know, just that R and B type of playlist. Like, you will be surprised what you hear. Like, it's it's changing a lot. It
0: really changing a lot. Like it like 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 hip hop, nine like hip hop, the nineties golden age was R and B like mm-hmm. brought out so many R and B women and RB men like like Tony Braxton, Mariah Carey, Mary J, TLC, S.W.V, and the list goes on and on. New Edition, Drew Hill, Jodeci, Jagged Edge, 112. Like, it, like, changed everything, like.
1: Agreed. And honestly, you know, it's just something else to appreciate about the music industry, where, you know. Every person out there is working towards the entertainment of the world, right? However, they're doing it in a way that's universally enjoyable. And I feel like there's not too many people out there anymore that are speaking about things that are important, whether it's hip-hop, R&B, you know, indie, whatever. but. I just feel like while the world moved in a good direction regarding music, I think we're taking the wrong steps now because we're not even promoting what matters.
0: Yeah, that that's true. Because they're only promoting things, R&B songs, with autotune. I mean, if you want to be like a real singer, like you gotta show your full emotion, your full soul. I mean when I listen to artists like Stevie Wonder, Donnie Hathaway or Marvin Gaye, for example, I like they show their vulnerability. I mean, especially Donnie because he that man he kind of bought the full scope of RP and his voice was, like, chilling. It was, like, it's, like, one of the best voices I've ever heard. I mean, I've been trying so much to sound like Donnie for a while now.
1: And that's the thing you got to appreciate about, you know, everything music. Uh, No matter how hard you try, it doesn't matter who you are. I don't think anybody could ever live up to the people that did it before us. You know? And it goes back to what I was saying earlier about how anybody could just write down words and then record it into a microphone. But you know, that will not determine what makes you a great artist. Because obviously there are like I know people like Lil Wayne, Drake, Tupac, Biggie, you know, literally every big name from now. All the way back to the 80s and 90s, right? Even Michael Jackson, if you want to include him, I know for a fact that at one point every single one of them wrote something down. But it's the fact that they had the full package. Like they could write it down, but then when it did get recorded, their performance meant something and it wasn't just, you know, derogatory. And then. The words meant something, and they were writing it down because of an experience, not just because it's words to put on paper. And, you know, everything they did with the song was important. But now, when people write things down, they're just like, hey, I'm finding this to be the quickest way to get money. So let me just get on a mic and say what everybody else is saying. Like, people need to realize that there's probably thousands if not tens of thousands of people in your city alone trying to do the same thing that you're doing so you got to find a way to do it differently because if you don't you're just going to be another person just saying words you know and
0: speaking of michael jackson is just when he first started he was like he was like this kid with this big, big voice. I mean, both the best voices with his with his brothers, you know, the Jackson 5 and everything. And, and then he wanted to do his own thing by by songwriting first. And even though he's the king of pop, he started off with an R&B-based essence, like starting off with Off The Wall, which is one of my favorite albums next to Thriller. It kind of like changed. kind of like changed the scope for music, for everything. Agreed. Like, everybody wanted to be like him.
2: Yep. And yep.
0: That, that brings me to that brings me to this. Now this is the game that that I'm gonna play. Every podcast ever. It's called this or that. The music edition. I'm gonna say like two people and you and you have to pick one or the other and you have to say why. Copy that. Okay. So let me start it off with this. Um Michael Jackson
1: or Prince? <laughs> Michael Jackson, if I'm being completely honest, I haven't heard too much from Prince, but the things I have heard, you know, I could tell you that Michael Jackson's music means a lot more to me than Prince for some reason, and it's really unexplainable.
0: Yeah, my yeah, my I pick Michael Jackson too because of that, because of his dance moves. I tried so hard to do his dance moves so much, yeah. and but we couldn't ignore Prince too. I mean, he's like multi talented.
1: Of course, we'll talented. and a Everything. lot of the people in the music industry are. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh
0: Travis Scott or Playboi
1: Carti. Travis Scott for life. Honestly, his last album Utopia, my brother explained this to me, but the hype around that album alone was insane. Everybody's been waiting for it for years and, you know, when I heard it, I was like Damn, Travis! Like, where you been keeping all this? Like, I thought it was gonna be another sicko Mode moment, but nah. You know he uh he really has a way of getting his fans hyped too, and whatever. So, Travis over Cardi any day.
0: Yeah, I choose Travis too, too, because he still has that artistry look. I mean, on on social media, people keep comparing, comparing uh Utopia to Kanye West's. Yeah's album which has the same sounds. So okay, so uh he's my my next question. Um good okay. Again. Drake or Lil Wayne, (laughs) man.
1: I knew this was gonna come up eventually. Uh Lil Wayne. Like, I don't know why I had to think about it so hard. It just, it, it hurts my brain still that people think Drake is anywhere near Lil Wayne's level.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. He, he's nowhere on this level. Lil Wayne
1: became before Drake. You know what I'm saying? Lil Wayne's the one that got Drake on Young Money. So yes. I, I can't, yeah. I can't understand why people think, you know, Drake is any better than Lil Wayne.
0: You, yeah, you cannot forget
1: the history
0: it's a hilarious you cannot forget the history um okay so, okay so this is on a producer level okay metro booming or hit boy
1: <sighs> damn that's actually good. i would say metro booming you know uh. he's he, he's been doing a lot lately and you know yeah, it's, yeah, Metro Woman for me. Okay.
0: Chris Brown or Usher? Oof. <laughs>
1: Honestly, I'll be able to answer that question when uh when I finish listening to Chris Brown's newest album today. Uh-huh. But, yeah, he put out an album Friday, and I've yet to listen to it. So.
0: Yeah, 11 the eleven. Yep. Yeah, I heard of that album, too. I haven't listened to it, though.
1: Honestly, I'm gonna give it a listen before I head into work today, but oh. people are saying it's pretty decent, so oh, okay. Kendrick or Cole? Ah, damn. That's that's a great one. <sighs> Honestly, you know what? No, I can't no. No.
0: Yeah, you can choose <laughs> both.
1: I, yeah, I, I gotta. Mean,
0: I'm choosing both. Too, yeah, so. I
1: gotta choose both. There's yeah, no. Um, I'm choosing yeah. both on this one. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, and you can say neither to this question: Copy I spice or sexy red. <laughs> neither.
1: Neither. Yes,
0: neither. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Um, think about
2: it. Timberland uh, or Pharrell.
1: See, that's actually a tricky one. Um Did you know before I even answer this, did you know that Timberland and Thrill, they're both that too, but they're working on Buster Rhyme's album coming this year.
0: Yeah, yeah, they are.
1: They and are. I I've was so that. shocked when I found that out because it's just like Buster Rhymes working with the both of them, like it has to be, you know, quality music, you know, but. Oh, yes, it is. If I'm being honest, I'm going to go with Pharrell. Well,
0: even though they're both from Virginia, they're both from the DMV. I'm, man, it's a hard work for me. So I'm going to go with Tim on this one. Yeah. I'm, I'm going with Tim on this one because start off, Virginia Mind, Aaliyah, Missy. Like, okay. Is the next question are right. SOS or Renaissance?
2: Ooh, Renaissance,
0: really?
2: Yeah,
0: I, I, I have to pick uh, SOS on this one. SOS, this one,
2: okay, okay.
0: the hillbillies or family ties?
1: Ooh. Ooh.
0: <laughs> Damn,
1: uh,
0: sheesh. I would say Family Ties. Yeah, me too. Family Ties is one of my favorites Yeah, of all time, ever. Okay. Her loss
2: or... Okay, Her loss or... Let me think. Um uh... Let me, think. let me think. Let me think. Okay, Her Loss, or What a Time to Be Alive? Honestly,
1: I would say Her Loss. Really? Her Loss? Yeah.
0: I, I would choose neither, because I never listened to either album, so.
1: I listened to Her Loss. I haven't listened to, um, what's it called?
0: What, The Time to Be Alive?
1: Yeah, I haven't listened to that one, I don't think. But, you know, Her Loss was decent, I
2: guess. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Okay, kind of. Okay, we're going to go with this one, okay? Quavo?
0: Or offset. One second. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. I would
1: say... Ah, damn. You know what? I'm going to say both. I'm going to say both. Yeah, me too.
0: Because, you know... Mr. Recipes- Takeoff, some Amigos, everything. Yep. Uh, uh this this is my this is my list. Nikki or Cardi? Oh, <laughs> oh, Nikki, Nikki, mm-hmm. Nikki. She came with the game. She's from New York. She's from Queens. She's from mm-hmm. Queens though. So represent. Oh, Nikki. Okay, I don't know if you know. You guys. Pac or DMX?
1: I'm about to say Pac on this one.
0: I will have to choose both because they're the same person. Yep, they the same person. Kanye or Jay-Z? Jay-Z, 100%.
1: I'm
0: choosing Kanye. No, man, sir. Choosing... No, sir. <laughs> no, I'm choosing Kanye on this one. Like, Come on. Man.
1: Yo, that's insane.
0: Yes, it is the same. Uh-huh. It's the same. <laughs> okay, um...
2: Summer Walker or SZA? SZA, 100%. Yeah, I'm going with scissor too. Yeah, I'm going with scissor too. All right, um...
0: Okay, let me think about this. Quality control or young money? Oh, 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 oh. oh okay, okay. Uh, damn. I'm going to say young money.
2: Uh, yeah,
0: I'm going with young money too. So, okay, now we're going to choose it's our personal friend group. All right. Our personal group, Chance or James. Oh, damn.
2: Both. Yeah, I'm going with both, too. I'm going with both, too. Okay. Now, our personal. Okay, now, let's get into this real quick. Um, Damn, man, let me think about that crush. I got it. Okay, I got it. Here you go a second.
0: Off the wall or thriller.
1: Man. okay. Uh damn. Damn, damn, damn. Okay. I'ma say thriller?
2: thriller? Thriller?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I picked thriller too. <laughs> yeah, because um, Little baby or
1: little baby, Mm, nah, little baby. Because honestly, the baby's been making like meme, meme and TikTok music for like the past few years. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Literally, the last good song I'll give him credit for was like Bop or Suge. Like uh, he was in his prime. Yep. And, but then, you know, he kind of just fell after that and put out a few more good hits, and then it's just been, like, TikTok music. Okay, okay. Um, 2014
0: Forest Hills Drive or Damn? I'm
2: gonna say Damn. Fuck yeah, I'm
0: choosing both on this <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. This is our last question. Um.
2: Quality versus quantity. Quality, of course. Uh huh.
0: Yeah, I'm choosing sure quality on this one because quality it brings out like it brings out excellence. It brings out like. Something meaningful, meaningful. So, yeah, yep. like brings the high demanded things in in music and in, in everything. It sure so. does. Okay, okay. Let's go down. Now, this is a topic I wanted to discuss ever, and I, and I know people in the audience want to discuss this topic our school right what do you think of it from your personal opinion of Chesapeake Science Point yes uh
1: <laughs> honestly you know if I'm being completely honest I I've I started my sixth grade year there so you know lowest grade you could go is sixth grade and, you know, I'm a senior now, so I've been there for my whole middle school and high school, but I'm going to say it's not, you know, the best school out there. But, you know, it's been kind of a home kind of thing for me for the last seven years. Uh, and so, honestly, I just got to remember, like. No matter what happens, CSP is really where I came from Um, because our principal started the same year as the current seniors did. And, you know, the principal has seen a lot of growth in us. We've seen a lot of growth in him. And, you know, it it kind of has um, been, I guess, blessing to be able to stay in the same spot for so long. Without any disruptions to, you know, scheduling and, you know, just the way we do things. Because yeah. honestly, my whole story before coming to Maryland, I went to like five or six different schools in Texas. And I only went up to the fourth grade. So it was a lot of moving around for me. But when I came to Maryland, it felt nice to just be able to stay in one spot for so long. That is nice though. That is nice. The same, the same year that
0: you first came, it was it was the same year that my brother graduated. Yeah. The same year that my brother, my brother Saji, he graduated from that school in 2018. And that time, that year 2017 to 2018, it was kind of like like the worst year for me and and uh because due to personal stuff and and i was in very in denial back then i was delusional and i didn't want to come to csp because i didn't want to let go of those feelings but since i came to csp's via yeah, i've been trying to look for some people who for a family, like a real family, like type of person. And I took my frustration, my frustrations and my anger from my other school and targeted onto other people I didn't know by that time, which was unnecessary and unfair. And I realized that by freshman year. That's when it all like that's when it came in that
2: That's where you came in. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Honestly, you know, high school is rough. And, you know, I know that goes without saying, but people just got to remember, like, at the end of the day, if you push through, you're going to make it. Because I know a lot of people quit and a lot of people decide to just either go homeschooling route or you know, they decide to just drop out altogether and it sucks because, you know, that's your future on the line. But I understand where they're coming from too because, you know, high school does get to the point where it's like, I can't do this anymore, you know? Mm -hmm. But you just got to see it through. Think about walking that stage. And I'm going to tell you something that you don't even
0: know. Like, before we came back, I wanted to move, to Arondo High School, but but I decided against that because I don't want to go do the same things I went through once, and and I wanted to stay. I had to choose between going and staying, so I decided to stay because things weren't going to be normal normal for me anymore.
1: So. Honestly, I think what people got to start realizing now is that nothing stays normal. You know, the things that you get used to, they'll change, and the things that people experience, it's part of who you are because of the fact that, you know, nothing in life will ever stay the same, and... The fact that you were able to experience what you did moving forward, you know you're gonna be experiencing different things, obviously, but you know you have to make sure that you take those experiences with you and remember that every experience you go through like it was god given you know it it's something that you know was supposed to happen and it's going to make you into a better person in the future if you play your cards right. hmm
0: Because no matter where you go, you're still the same person. Yep.
1: Mm.
0: That's type shit right there. It's like, <laughs> like, yo, know, it's kind of like moving for me because of those things. And. And I thought I lost everything like all at once, and nobody, and I thought nobody respected me anymore. So it started acting out in a way, in a more different way, which changed my stuff, which not only hurt myself, which hurt my family too, because that's something that I don't want to do. And that Honestly. problem increased when I, when I fought, when I discovered depression, that's that's when it got worse for me. Going back to those memories, like it like it broke me inside as a person, and still, um, I'm dealing with those problems while I'm trying to like figure out a way to get through it. So. And, and here's the problem with other people. When, before I came here, because I was always mean, put, people were always like twisting my words, words, put it, words in my mouth, like trying to trick me because, because they think since I'm autistic, it's, they saw this as an opportunity to see that I'm gullible and to think that I'm stupid. But no, I'm not that. Not at all. So oh, because let me tell you something. Autistic does not mean stupid.
2: That's number one. It means the complete opposite. People don't realize that.
0: And we gotta start educating ourselves. Because we're living in the world of acceptance right now. Not only not only you have to accept black people, Muslim people, gay people, It's many people you have to accept and respect. Autistic kids, Down syndrome, special special kids who need your guidance in the world so they can survive. That's the only way you're going to make it. Or else we're going to keep going in this cycle over and over again until
1: somebody breaks it. Yeah. Honestly, Moyo, something to remember always is that old saying people have where, you know, if they won't give you a seat at the table, just make your own table, you know? Because, honestly, we're way past the day and age where you can just (sighs) expect acceptance from people, you know? Because as the generations have gone on, to the current day now everybody's become more self-centered and whatever and if they haven't become that then they have their groups that they're a part of and I feel like it's just people need to remember everybody's a human right so Mm -hmm. you know obviously people with you know certain issues that they're having Probably won't fit into the most popular groups at school or in life. But it doesn't mean that you just stop trying to be yourself around other people. It just means that you got to find a way to profit for yourself and see results because your life is not up to other people, it's up to you and whatever you want to do with your life then if you have support or if you don't it doesn't matter as long as you keep going and you do what you want to do you're going to be good that's true
0: that's true for that and like like over the course of the years I started I wanted to get like closer like closer to people like I've ever been and it's slowly happening. It slowly wanted to happen. I mean, it's, I keep dreaming that everything is going to be better, but, but what is better? What is perfect anyway? What is like normal if you have no aspect of it? And me being like, this idiosocratic kind of person it like makes me happy people say it's weird or not people say it's weird but that's who i am weird ain't bad it's like that could good type of feeling or vibe that you feel every single day that that's what i think
1: honestly yeah but you know just remember as long as you're doing what's good for you Doesn't matter what other people think or what they say. It's just you know, you're gonna be expanding your name across the globe, and they're going to be wishing that they were part of that journey. Mm -hmm. That's true. Y'all want to thank you for joining
0: me, and of course, thank you for having having a deep conversation with me. Before we before we go, I want to tell you that you're my brother. I love you. I'm always here for you, and thank you for like being close to me like over these past few years. Of course, and have this relationship between us. Of course, love you, man. Let me know if you ever need anything. It's what I'm here for. Yeah. Yo, I'll see
2: you later. Yes, sir. Yeah. Peace.